0: Welcome to episode 65 of the Sports Corner Podcast. My name is Nick, joined as always by my co-host and good friend, Steven. Tonight we're going to talk about the NCAA College Football National Championship, the Georgia Bulldogs take down the standing tall Alabama Crimson Tide Talk about some other things as well because that's what we do on this podcast. All that and more tonight. Steven, how are you? Good. I was right. Pre-season prediction. Pre-season prediction. You nailed it. Called it. got it right. I did not win the SEC championship. If I does this give you more does this here we go. This is make you believe me now. You got it right. Good job. Good job. Uh no, no. It was a completely shot in the dark luck that you got that right.
1: No, no, no. Do you give me more credit for my theory of oh that um, that Georgia threw the SEC championship game in order to yeah, get I mean, two teams in the, the playoff?
0: I don't so they
1: could avenge their demons on the national
0: stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't refute it. It's certainly looking like it could be a thing that happened. Um, Was
1: that one of the worst national championship games you've ever watched?
0: No, and let me tell you no. why. I didn't watch it. (laughs) I would have had to probably have watched it to... Full um,
1: disclosure for all of our listeners, all four of you. um, We pushed the podcast to the night so that we could talk about... So we can talk about the game. game. It's
0: important to do that.
1: That um, I watched... I did watch... I watched half of it, and
0: I literally fell asleep on the couch. I went to bed. I watched Um, part of the fourth quarter. Here's the thing. I mean, I said this before. You caught the good part. I did catch the good part. Here's the thing. Um. I said this before. Um, you know, this game happened right when the playoffs were getting formulated, and mm-hmm. I said I'm in no way interested in watching a rematch between these yeah. two teams. I don't care. And no, I'm I, I live in the heart of SEC country. Uh, I know that obviously yeah, outside that of game. outside of the extreme fan bases of these two teams, I should have been a target audience for this game. It was a matchup between um, between some of the great teams. Yeah, Bryce, Bryce watched one of the great ones. That was the Texas one. Is that the one you are talking about? Stephen would enjoy hearing that. He's a huge Texas I was, fan. Uh,
1: I was, My Mount Rushmore idea was going to be, um, national championship four, four, best national championship games.
0: But yeah, I, I'm not sure you've watched four. So I have watched four in the history of my life. I just didn't care to watch that one. Um, real quick though, before we go any further into this, let me tell you a couple of things. First of all, the sports corner podcast is recorded live on Twitch every Monday night at 9 PM Eastern at twitch.tv slash pastor Nick 86. So if you want to come be a part of the dialogue, if you want to come and, uh, I don't know, give us some cheers or jeers along the way. That is the place to do it. However, if you don't catch us live, you can catch us on your favorite podcast app. Specifically right now, we are on Apple iTunes, we are on Google Play, and we are on Spotify. And you can search us in any of those podcasts at Sports Corner or in a few of them, Sports Corner 865 as well. We'll find you for sure to our page. You can also follow us on social media. The sports corner itself is at sports corner 865. Steven just tweets, I don't know, probably five or 10 times a day from that account, I'm sure. I mean, certainly he posted that we were going it's live season. tonight. It's
1: all season.
0: Okay. But you can also follow us on our actual pages. I am at Pastor Nick86. Steven is at Steven mccoy 23 And last but not least, you can join the Discord. You want to talk to us? You want the most live, interactive, get back to you as soon as we possibly can kind of discussion join the discord the link is in the show notes if you're hanging out in the chat right now uh it's coming into the chat as well you can join the discord we talk about sports we talk about video games we talk about life we talk about everything so join the discord come be a part of the community and have some great fun doing that all right so this is episode 65 breaking down that game talking about a few other things gearing up for an off it uh, of college football i don't know we get a little bit of football with the nfl um heading into playoff no, season that's and fun. then we're gonna head into a dark season of no football for a while i will be in a no, deep uh, deep funk and that's uh that's bowl season for you right kind of a little bit i don't watch a lot of bowl <laughs> games I'll admit. all right so- um shout out to mill dog mill dog faithful listener faithful member of our chat Surprised he is not here to, you know what, here's the thing. Yeah, Mill might just be still passed out, because I know he not only watched that game, but he was, like, sending messages in the Discord at, like, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning about how he was still, like, crying uh, tears of joy, so there's a solid chance that Mill Dog is just unconscious on a couch somewhere, and good for him, uh, because he is a uh, Georgia fan through and through, uh, lives in Georgia. And so he, uh, rightfully that's so. Him. here's the thing, man. Georgia's having a good year of sports, right? Yeah. Braves the, win. the Braves win. Now, Dolphins were horrible, like
1: always, but they at least it get your hopes up and then dash them. So, that's right. Good.
0: But, you know, you know, obviously that would have been a nice little. I have extra I have tribute but, for you. I saw the other day.
1: Sure. So, um, every time okay. the Braves have won the World Series. All right. So, um, that would be... I'll tell you how many times. They okay. won in um, 1957, 1995, and 2021. So all of those years. Also says they won in 1914, but maybe not. Um, Auburn's starting quarterback, their last name was Nix.
0: Okay, that's kind of eerie.
1: Yeah, right? Like, isn't, that, isn't that kind of crazy?
0: That Except reminds me. That. Did you know... That Anne Hathaway's current husband, maybe her only husband, I don't know, looks eerily like William Shakespeare. Yes, who was named, to, who was married to... A woman named Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Time travelers? Yeah. Immortal beings? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. That's no more creepy or no. less creepy than the fact that apparently Auburn's quarterback is linked somehow to the Atlanta Braves. Nineteen
1: ninety-five, oh, no, yeah. I, okay. hit, I hit the one. You hit the one. Uh, Pat you. Nix was the starting quarterback. Okay, is it all spelled um, the same way? Yeah, Nix. Yeah. Wow. So, and then in nineteen fifty-seven, the Braves won the World Series, and Auburn's starting quarterback's name
0: was Lloyd Nix. Wow. So, if I was the manager. Just gone by Nix. So yeah, that's um, that's pretty that's crazy. something.
1: Yeah. So anyway, back to the game. Um, Jameson Williams, the star receiver for Alabama, um, goes down in the first half, following a mm-hmm. big catch with yep. a torn ACL. Um, he was preparing for the draft upcoming, um, so hopefully he recovers well. Doesn't make him slide too far. Um, apparently, almost um, like around the same point in the game that John Mechie tore ACL in the SEC championship game mm-hmm. against Georgia. So, um,
0: do, you do you think, think that game plays exercising- out? Exercising. Georgia is exercising some hurt players' karma right there because yeah. they lost a couple Nick. players in Tennessee over the years. Yeah. Some, Andrews, yeah. some of those guys, yeah. Um, uh. Does it play out differently? I mean, obviously, if you have someone like Jameson Williams in there uh, and you're trying to mount a comeback where you're having to throw the ball a little bit more, especially with Alabama being shut down as they were on the ground. I think you gave the stat in the pre-show. The- 28 carries for 30 yards. Yeah, so... three of those negatively for uh, sacks, so... Well, still, kind of your, your rushing uh, game is not at all being productive. It's not at all being um, anything to look at. So, yeah, obviously you would think that having your stud wide receiver in there is going to make some kind of positive impact. Is it enough to overcome? Is it enough to get the win? I'm not going to play those speculations, but you like your chances more if you're Alabama with him in there. I mean, he he went out, you said, in the first half, and he still ends the game as their second leading receiver with four receptions for 65 yards, an average of 16.2. Cameron Latou ends up by being their leading receiver with only one. Well, uh, other people had more receptions, but uh, he had 102 yards. Um, Other guys that led, Slade Bolden had seven catches. Uh, Ja'Cory Brooks had six. Uh, Treshawn Holden had six, but none of those guys even broke 60 yards. Corey Brooks uh, is a
1: freshman. Yeah, So Jai Hall is a freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron Latu is a tight end, so right. still counts as a receiver. But technically, right. I mean, he was still the leading wide receiver for the team. Yeah, uh, I mean, five catches, hundred all guys. of eighteen you, minutes.
0: You'd have to think that if uh, Jameson's in there, they're going to not have to check down to the tight end as much, probably. Probably, maybe right. not. So, no, uh, I think
1: that I think that's fair.
0: So, um,
1: but big win for Georgia. I mean, they played well. Their defense was dominant. Alabama's defense was dominant for most of the game too. Um, nine to six at halftime, Alabama,
0: which then... by the way was our biggest fear going into that game. We said, Not only is this game not going to be entertaining to me because it's a rematch, because it's these two SEC teams that just played each other a month ago, but you know, we all said, Remember that LSU Alabama rematch from a couple of years ago where it was like a nine six final or something goofy like that. What do we not want to see is that, and what is basically the score going into the half? Pretty much the same thing. Thankfully, there oh. were some more fireworks in the second half, specifically the fourth quarter, where Georgia puts up 20 points, seven of those coming on that pick six late. But still, mm-hmm. uh, at least yeah, know, so, some uh, redemption there.
1: So you had a um, first touchdown was scored with a minute 20 left in the third quarter. So, yeah, you went almost 45 minutes of game time without mm-hmm. a touchdown. Not yeah. the most enjoyable game unless you're a Georgia fan. Obviously, you don't care how you, it, don't care how how you, you get, get there. there. Right.
0: Um, and, and there is, don't get me wrong, you know, the old adage of defense wins championships is yeah, I did. It's a true thing, and, you know, you're not going to sit there and fault a team for having a good defense, and I guess in a strategic watch-the-game X's and O's, there can be some enjoyment in watching that, but from just watching what I watched of that game and watching the highlights preparing for the show tonight... um I didn't see, I mean, obviously they're dominant defenses. I'm not taking anything away from them. But I just saw more like, I don't know, miscues on offenses, which I guess can be attributed to great to guys being where they needed to be in the secondary and stuff like that. But I don't know. For your casual football fan, and I'm certainly more in the realm of casual fan than like you and many other people, including a lot of our listeners, for the casual football fan, it's not so much that I was watching the emergence of two amazing defenses playing chess and these coaches stopping each other. I just watched it. It was just a boring game for the first half. So glad it ended a little more excitingly. You know, there's no doubt that if you watched from the time that interception happened, which I know was late in the fourth, but then just to watch Georgia's defense kind of come in and they got like three or four sacks in that last drive to just... Really make sure Alabama knew they weren't going to have some kind of last-minute heroics. That was fun to watch. I mean, that was exciting to watch that defense yeah. salivating, knowing they're going out to secure that win. So there is some fun watching those defenses. But um, whereas I don't necessarily want it to be a 75 to you know 63 final, 33-18 is well, okay. I just wish we'd have spread those points out a little bit more.
1: Yeah, the last year, last two years have not been enjoyable as far as playoff results. So. Going back to 2015, we had at least some good games leading up. Um, so 2015, Oregon beats Florida State 59-20 to in the semifinal. Uh-huh. Ohio State upsets Alabama 42-35, and then Ohio State goes on to win that national championship 42-20 over Oregon. But at least you had that close Alabama-Ohio State game. 16, Clemson 37, Oklahoma 17, Alabama 38, Michigan State 0. Then the championship game, you had Alabama winning 45-40. to um, the next year, some blowouts in those semifinal games, no doubt. Then Clemson 35, Alabama 31. 2018 was that um, overtime thriller between Alabama and Georgia. Um, and then uh, a couple blowouts in the championship game before last year's um, 52-24 drubbing Alabama over Ohio State. And then this year, uh, that really none of the games were that enjoyable to watch. Playoff games no. were kind of bad. Yeah, not um, great. So, and last year, Alabama 31, Notre Dame 14, then number three, Ohio State 49, Clemson 28. And then, like I said, that 52-24 win for Alabama in the championship. Just not great, um, not great games, which some people use to say, well, why would you add more people to the party? But I go the opposite way. I mean, give me some more teams in there and let's mix some things up, right? Let's see a Cinderella run. Let's see an eight seed beat a one seed and then go on the run. Um, You know, I mean, at this point, it seems like just pick the two best teams and put them in the championship game
0: if that's what we're going to do. Well, the problem is, you know, it's not even picking the two best teams and putting them there. It's like, let's find the two teams that we hope can find their way there and give them the most favorable matchups to get there. And perhaps by expanding that a little bit, there's a little bit more um, parity in that matchups. Um, I still don't think they're gonna put, you know, those two SEC teams against each other. But maybe instead of seeing Alabama go match up against Cincinnati, you know, if we're expanding that a little bit, maybe we're seeing, you know, I don't know, Oklahoma State or Baylor or whoever ends up, you know, winning yeah, that game maybe. versus them or something like that. I think it would be more fun.
1: You would have a better chance at getting some some conference matchups earlier because you know, if there's eight or twelve, you're you're not really being able to kind of see them how you initially want to to avoid certain matchups. So I think yeah. it. I I think it's time to expand the playoff, and for no other reason than, um, you know, my main argument at this point would be all these kids sitting out bowl games, which you and I've talked about. We're all for if you're you know these are meaning meaningless exhibition games. If you add more playoff games, you automatic. I mean. Kenny Pickett plays some meaning
0: it? meaningful games.
1: Yeah, Kenny yeah. Pickett plays in a, um, in a semifinal game, or a, in right. a quarterfinal game, or whatever in a playoff game. Um, instead of sitting out, um, you know, you likely get, um, you know, does Brian Kelly leave knowing that he makes the playoff when he does? Does it, you know, all the wrenches it throws into into the factor? Does Lincoln Riley quit as early as he did in the season, knowing he could? you know, still make it into the playoff. You know, I think it just gives life to more teams, gives players more reason to keep playing and play in these games, which, um, you know, I think we saw, I mean, Jamison Williams last night, tears ACL right before he gets ready to go pro. And, you know, it, a, a talent like that probably doesn't slide too far, but, you know, that's why these kids are sitting out bowl games, right? I mean, Kenny Pickett's backup gets hurt on the opening drive for Pitt you know, which breaks his collarbone or shoulder injury or whatever it was. I mean, that's why these guys, yeah. And so, you know, I I hate to see it. You know, Matt Corral gets hurt in that game. He looks like he's going to be fine. It won't affect his draft status. But, I mean, what if he broke it, right? And now he can't go through drills and he falls from a third round to a fifth round pick. I mean, or, you know, the mid-first to a mid-second. I mean, that's that's millions of dollars for giving up. So, I think that's one way to offset the players sitting out if that's what they're trying to do and maybe maybe they don't care maybe they are content with sticking with four and i I have read that recently that they are not expanding um, anytime soon it will probably be 2026 before we get expansion uh, as of right now so probably all a moot point but still something to keep in mind and i think it would help with the um with the some of the the sitting out issues that we that we've had so
0: yeah for sure notes
1: from this game as you're Eating ice cream. I really am. Well,
0: here's no, here's what I did. Let me tell you what I did. For those of you okay. that are just listening, thankfully I have a noise get on my mic that you haven't heard me drinking. Okay. But But um, I got a Sprite from yeah. McDonald's who yeah. sponsors this podcast million dollars a month. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'd be nice on it. But here's the thing I didn't put an ice in it, mm-hmm. but I had these frozen mixed berries in my freezer. And I just put like a handful of those in there. And that's kind of made like a nice mixed berry spr- I don't you get like your nose up like you've never had a like mixed berry sprite isn't a thing that you can go to the store and get right now. I just made it myself. So now these kinda, berries have kind of like thawed in it and I'm just like eating these berries. Kind of so out, out on you, oh I
1: saw God. a genius idea for um some different different things like a coke float or something. Um, mm-hmm. you freeze coke as ice cubes, put them in a blender with whatever, you know, some ice cream whatever. Make
0: like a cocoa shake kind of thing, or uh, whatever you want to do. You're gonna sit there and turn your nose up at me putting frozen berries in a sprite and then come yeah. at me with that? It's like thicker uh, coke float. I'm not it's saying good. it's the worst thing I've ever. Heard. I'm, just saying, you can't, I'm just saying you can't turn your nose up at fresh berries, frozen berries Try in a drink. You put frozen berries in sprite, like that's yes, it made berry sprite. There was didn't some berry they didn't make berries,
1: right? They didn't... What are you... Berries, right? They would have to dissolve into them.
0: Look, look how... I'm going to spill this all over my
1: computer. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really dark color. It's... Is well, that's, that the that's mostly the berries, but the Oh, yeah. Okay. that was the drink. I was like, <laughs> no, you put blood. You put,
0: look, look at my straw. See how color that is? I and mean, yeah. This stuff is... Okay. It's turned into like a... It's like a... It's delicious. I'm going to tell I you know. what... I only did it with Sprite Tonight because I didn't want any more caffeine. I usually do it with a can of Dr. Pepper, and it is amazing. Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh,
0: amazing. But I'll save the rest of my berries for a few minutes. I'll go to my AFK screen when I eat them so you don't don't see that. Uh, yeah, so, um, so Stephen, here's the thing. Uh, until this year, huh? Nick Saban had never been defeated by one of yeah? his assistant, former assistant coaches. Yeah, this twice, year, he has yeah. now lost twice. Is the era, the reign, the dynasty of Nick Saban over? Is he cascading into oblivion? Should he bail now, take the job back at the uh NFL level and just right out in the sunset? Uh no. No. Oh,
1: yeah, okay, we yeah, thought agree.
0: this was over before. And, I'm and sorry, I just needed a clickbaity title, and that was it. So yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, the answer is no. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, it was is pretty brutal. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you they they didn't look great in the game. The defense looked fine. Their offense was pretty lackluster. But I mean, he's the greatest coach of all time. I mean, it's there's there's just no real real concern with him falling off a cliff like like I think some people think. I don't think this is going to be a case where you know the rain ends and. I mean, look at the roster, right? I mean, he loses some guys, but Bryce Young comes back. He brings back some young running backs. Some very—I mean—they had a lot of injuries in that running back room. Get those guys back. Their offensive line will be fine. Their defense will have another year of getting better. I do think they lose their—they'll um, lose their top defender from this year, Christian Harris. Or sorry, not Christian Harris. Who's that guy? Um, maybe it's Christian Harris. I don't remember. Um. Oh sorry will Anderson jr he is yeah. a uh, he's no he's only a sophomore, so he will be back as well so um they're two best players Henry um, no, not him he will be back as well though um all of these guys come back and you have to think that um you know he'll he'll add some more coaches to his rehab school and he'll get some new ideas in there and they'll come out and um I wonder what his record is uh on year like after. Years after losing um
0: he just or after comes not back and winning the national championship, I think. Right. It's probably true. <clears throat> has he not has he ever like lost national championship two years in a row?
1: Well, <clears> not <throat> he's ever lost it if he played for it.
0: Um Hey, what do you while you're looking at up, what do you think about um Alvin Kamara being on their sideline last night? Cool. Good for him. I don't All right. that doesn't bother me. I mean okay. people are People are going to freak out about it. Do you, you think it bothers some UT fans? I'm sure it does. Everything bothers some UT fans. I thought there'd be more dialogue about it in our group chat
1: last night, and there just wasn't. So he won in 2009, 2011, 2012. he didn't win in 13 or 14. Wow.
0: What? And
1: he Why does that guy still have a job then? One in 15, didn't win in 16, won in 17, did not win in 18 or 19. Then he did win in 2020. What a bum. Did not win in 21. We will see what he does next year.
0: What a bum. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It just, it. just I've seen some news agencies, most of them going for the clickbait title, talking, trying sure. to talk about that, and it's just ridiculous. So you said it perfectly. We don't need far. to go on to it. But the dude's the greatest coach uh, ever, and he's got the talent and the coaching staff around him to keep that going. So uh, let's talk uh, briefly about uh, a little more Transfer Portal news, Stephen. Uh I think we've talked about this on the podcast, maybe not, but Mm -hmm. a week or two ago, uh, after playing in the bowl game for the Oklahoma Sooners, Caleb Williams, the quarterback, took the job over midseason from Spencer Rattler and basically put the team on his back and carried them to wins in the Texas game. Had that really crazy play in the what was it, Kansas game or was it the Iowa State game? Like that one where like he took uh, the ball. Yeah, yeah it took Kansas. the ball from that player's hands and like ran in for the touchdown to avoid what I can only imagine would be an embarrassing loss to Kansas. Yeah, um, who would lose? To Kansas? Who would do that? Yes. Oh, um, so obviously, after um, after Lincoln Riley left for uh, Southern California, there was some speculation on what would happen. We saw a bit of an exodus of some Oklahoma players and uh, it was just kind of like sitting there. Everyone was on pins and needles seeing what was Caleb Williams going to do. Would he stay or would he go? And the closer we got to the bowl game, and him, he had kind of gone quiet on social media, Mm -hmm. and then as the game got closer, he did what, uh, something I told you early in the season, maybe on the show, maybe off, I can't remember which, but that I kind of said that the dude tended to engage on Twitter a little too much for my personal liking. It wasn't quite overboard, but it was like, he was always retweeting like, People who wrote very flattering stories about himself, which it's a little egotistical, but you know, yeah. whatever. I would probably do it too, so can't complain. Um, but anyway, he started kind of getting a little more active on Twitter. The closer to the bowl game it got, sharing some news articles about you know Bob Stoops, legendary coach, being back, and you know about the quarterback wide receiver matchups in the game. Uh, and then, of course, he plays in that game. Plays fairly stinking well in that game, and OU goes on to win that game. And OU fans, uh, although you know we knew that his decision wasn't set in stone at that point, breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief. If he played in that game, practiced with the team all the way up to that game, seems like he's probably staying until he announces that he's not. Now, officially, his announcement said that he was interested in seeing what team could offer him the best potential to uh, maximize his talent, prepare him for the next stage of his life and career, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and uh, you can't uh, do uh, that unless you officially declare for the portal. So he's entering the portal so that he can talk to the teams legally and officially, but that OU was still very much a place of consideration for him to land. So that happens. Yeah. Um, four they hours might, later. They yeah, take well, a, like a they day take or two it. later, they they take uh, a guy that had played um, at um, UCF, UCF where Oklahoma's Jeff new Levy. offensive coordinator Jeff, I uh, let people beat people. Uh, Levy, um was a coordinator, and that's what that stands for, huh? That's I think that's what that stands for. Yeah, uh, and so he was uh, a very highly sought after um, transfer. He had initially said he was going to go to UCLA, but instead signs with Oklahoma, which kind of uh, kind of makes it look like OU is not planning for williams to come back uh to my knowledge williams has not officially landed anywhere yet but no but i know where it's happening two days ago three days ago something like that uh, dart who is a stud jackson dart Dart, stud five-star um quarterback who is playing for university of southern california looking to be the new face of that team that franchise decides that he's going to enter the transfer portal now If you are a highly sought after five-star talented quarterback and a coach just took over your team who is known for having amazing quarterbacks, getting two of them Heisman uh, awards and another one consideration for a Heisman award, um, are you voluntarily stepping off of that team, Steven? Do we think it was voluntary? No, that's what I'm saying. The only way I'm Dart and I'm leading that team is basically if Riley said, "Dude, you're not going to be my guy," right? That's the yeah, only way Dart makes, steps away.
1: It makes no sense to me why why Dart enters the portal on his own accord. Now Graham you're Harrell, like, the offensive coordinator, does leave, which is not that surprising considering that Lincoln Riley runs his own right. offense and Graham Harrell is more of the true spread. As Riley is more of that kind of whatever. Hybrid, yeah. he runs him. Um, but yeah, it, it does not make sense to me. Uh, and uh, truly, if he, if Riley is the one that's putting him in the portal, that does not make sense to me either. Um, mm-hmm. so just to compare numbers, so, uh, Dart played six games last year before getting injured. He had a 62% completion percentage, 1,350 yards, nine touchdowns, five picks on a USC team that nobody thought right. was good, right? Like nobody right. was accusing them. Um, Caleb Williams plays in eleven games, has a sixty-four point six percent completion percentage, um, nineteen hundred yards, twenty-one touchdowns to four picks. So better numbers, but again, he played five more 13. games and better team played more games. Which for young quarterbacks is the name of the game, right? Like a lot of like you see these guys progress as they go. Right. They learn the game. They get the speed down. They get connected with their receivers. They hit their stride toward the end of the year and give you that hope moving into next year. So it does not make sense to me. I I, I mean, we're all assuming this is, is the reason is Lincoln Riley decides he wants Caleb Williams, and so he is going to make the move, get Jackson Dart out of the program so that he can pave the way for Caleb Williams to come in and start, which is weird to me because of all of the – Back and forth, we saw with Lincoln and the hesitancy it seemed to put Caleb Williams in the starting lineup. I mean, we said from the jump that um, Spencer Rattler. I mean, he struggled out of the gate. He never looked good. It took an awful showing in that Red River showdown that I to this I will go to my grave saying Texas wins that game if Rattler continues to be the starter. Oh, I'm sure. not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, you twenty points with Rattler as a starter. Yeah, he was horrible. That offense was doing nothing, and by By force, he had to put Kayla Williams in the game. And obviously, from there, Kayla Williams goes on. But then that next week, he was calling it an open competition, which a lot of people didn't believe. But then reports were coming out that people watched practice. Spencer Rattler was still taking 50-50 split of the first-team reps. It just didn't make sense. And not only that,
0: but even further into the season, like, and after the Texas game, for example, and I think after that next game, like, he didn't make Williams available to the media. It was like he kind of, like, yeah. kept him separated and, you know, almost like and we're not saying he's the face of the fan- franchise at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, the only thing, and, and, you know, you put on your conspiracy theorist hat to talk about Alabama and Georgia throwing the <laughs> conference game so they can get there. Let me put on my conspiracy hat for a second and say okay. that Lincoln Riley, despite the fact that he said he was contacted at 8 o'clock at night <laughs> and made the choice by 3 o'clock in the morning and that was the first time he heard of the job and, and took the job, despite him saying that, I think this dude knew that he was going to take that uh, Southern Cal job for weeks, if not months. And uh, and that's not conspiracy. I, I just think that's true. Come on. You're a fool if you think he made that decision in five hours. Well, no. Um, that
1: that He both has lied there. I mean— now I again I had I don't forget how he said it, but no he. There we, is a we
0: looked at it that day to make sure he yeah. didn't say something like the first oh, I didn't. He's like talking that. Like, yeah. you know, he's like the first time yeah. that that job ever.
1: Yeah, that's a lie. That I'm guessing lie. that's the first time he had a conversation directly. Yeah, he with didn't anybody, say a conversation
0: though. We looked at the but, quote at the time because you said no, the same I, thing. I agree.
1: I agree. No, I don't think this was in the makings for weeks or months. I think that weeks. You gotta as, give me weeks. I mean the last few weeks I think the writing
0: was on the wall. I think we saw that. I mean they what? seemed to mail it in, but Yes, thank I, you. But not but for at any the same reason time. The writing wasn't on the wall because oh you was trying to run him off or something. No, that the I writing think he was had on the wall it's because he's made his choice. I think he made his decision, but All right, so here's what I'm saying. Whether it's weeks or months, he goes up to this boy Caleb Williams, guy that's doing some good things, winning him some games, looks like an absolute stud, and he's like, "Dude, how do you like Hollywood? <laughs> How do you like the beach? How do you like the NIL money of Hollywood stars? We have Will Ferrell as an alum. <laughs> I think he's recruiting Caleb Williams to come there. I mean, maybe Maybe so. If not before, I, absolutely after he got there. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think a
1: lot of people when he left thought there was a... At, at worst, 50-50 chance that Caleb Williams followed him. Um, and, you know, a part of me gets it, right? I mean, he recruited yeah. you there. Players, players offense, play for
0: coaches, not for schools.
1: His, well, and if you're going to play for a coach, this is a guy that has a Heisman yeah. candidate I, almost yeah. every year. So, you know, I understand it, but I, I don't think that that Blinken-Riley just decided in, you know, August that he was going to go to, to – Early October. USC. I think, he, I think they, they lost that game. They struggled a little bit. And I think his agent, I mean, because when did USC fire help? Like third, second week of the year or yeah. something? Mm-hmm. So I think that they were already calling trying to find their guy. I'm sure that one of their first calls, which it would be stupid not to, would be to at least kick the tires on Lincoln Rally, right? I mean, it's like every offseason before the latest debacle Urban Meyer had, everybody called Urban Meyer's agent, right?
0: Listen, the week before— You had to do it. The week before that Baylor loss, uh, Lincoln Riley canceled his middle-of-the-week little press conference thing because he had Mm -hmm. something come up that required him to leave the state. Or something came up. I don't think we learned that left the state until later. People speculated was it COVID? Is he going to miss a game? Well, it wasn't that. It wasn't this, it wasn't that. The dude was in Hollywood. He was in LA <laughs> he was talking not, that,
1: to them. That would have come out. It would, he would have been he, fired with he, calls. He, he there is, would have been all kinds of junk going on there. Nah,
0: for missing a day. No big deal. He's, he's locked up in his house on a Zoom call. I don't care what you say. This is what's happening. The dude knew early, and whether or not he directly recruited Williams, I agree. I don't, I don't disparage Caleb Williams for wanting to play for Lincoln Riley. If you are a player, you are being recruited by coaches. You are loyal to coaches more than you are to a university. And if that coach is going to up and leave, I can't fault the student for wanting to up and leave too. So yeah. I don't fault Caleb Williams for wanting to follow a coach who has more Heisman-winning quarterbacks than not, or at least about an equal number at this point, right? Um right. I can't fault it. What I don't understand, though, is why Dart still is leaving that program. Like, I know that. Why would well, I not want to compete for that job and then transfer? Well,
1: out? because to me, I think the only reason Dart enters is if Lincoln has said, "Hey," because uh, he didn't. He didn't enter on
0: Lincoln's and, part.
1: Right, I agree. But he didn't enter until Caleb Williams entered. Right, like right. So right. I, think, no, I, I think I think. But what probably happened is Lincoln Riley takes over and he sits everybody down and he says, all right, guys, I'm here. Uh, we may have some transfers come in. Um, and they get you know, your drops. Probably. Um, you know, and probably some of that's probably a good thing, to be honest. Well, yeah, sure. But if I'm Dart and he says that, I'm thinking, okay, I'm keeping my eye. If Caleb Williams stays. I'm staying. We'll put up numbers. And I'm I'm assuming that one year with Jackson Dart is all it's going to take, and Lincoln Riley is going to have his guy, and they're going to put up numbers, and they're going to be happy. But as the second Caleb Williams enters, I think Jackson Dart knows that okay, this is this is it, this is the writing on the wall. That you know, I'm I'm done here. I'm not I'm not going to be given a fair shot. So why should he wait and, and I don't play disagree this out? with
0: that. Like from that standpoint, I understand why. If he knows Williams is coming and that Williams is going to be the guy, I don't blame him for leaving. What I'm saying is Lincoln Riley no, yes, should have been like, hey, even if Williams does come here, this is an open competition. I want you both to play. You saw what happened in Oklahoma last year. I had what I thought was my guy, and someone else took over. That could be what happens here. Kelly Williams could hey. come in and have a sophomore slump and dart. I need you. Or, hey, you might just win the job, and he can learn from you for a year or so before you move on. Well, um, and maybe that's true. Maybe, maybe that is a conversation Riley had.
1: I just think if you're Dart, you you see through that, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. I agree.
0: I mean, so, I don't. Again, I'm not blaming Dart at all. I'm just saying. Right. Uh, My I mean, question to you to is, who would you rather have? Well, I think that's interesting. I mean, you looked at the numbers and obviously Caleb Williams put up the better numbers. But as we said, he put up the better numbers with a better coaching staff, with a million percent better offensive line and probably two million percent wide receivers out there catching the ball for you Um, and has had more games along the way. So I think that um, I think that Dart actually would probably fit pretty well into a Lincoln Riley scheme. Um, But obviously Lincoln Riley knows Williams. He's going to know Lincoln-Riley's style, what he's expecting, and if you're looking for someone to come in and to lead the troops, a mixture of guys that were at your last school and the guys that were at this current school, uh, I could see why you'd want Williams. Although, I mean, think about that. Who do you need to win in that locker room if you're Lincoln-Riley? You need to win the USC players that are still on that roster. Right, that's who you need yeah, to win. Yeah, that's the weird thing and Putting to me. Putting that trusted quarterback in there. Now, maybe he's going to have that guy, and maybe there is that guy on the defensive side of the ball who he's going to be able to look to to be the rallying person of that team. Um, but if I was Lincoln Riley, you know, I'm not going to sacrifice a good quarterback for it. But I don't think you were. I think Dart's a good quarterback. So, I don't know. It's you don't interesting. Th- that's that's going to be the biggest thing he's got to overcome this year is don't lose that locker room trying to turn this into, you know, what you had before, and I'm not saying he's going to try to turn it into OU. I'm not saying he has some kind of yeah. heart commitment to that, but I'm just saying what you had before.
1: So it's been reported; <laughs> it has been reported that Georgia has offered somewhere in the two million dollar range to try to get uh, in an in, in an NIL deal. Of course, you know uh-huh. to get Caleb Williams to come to Georgia. So if what, how funny would it be if Riley makes his decision, he bolts, he goes to Southern Cal? And he, he runs off you know Slovis, he runs off Dart because Caleb Williams is coming in. And Caleb Williams is like,
0: you know what, yeah, dude? They just won one. They were turning a lot just, of guys on defense. I'm just gonna go over here and, and
1: and collect this paycheck and it's closer um,
0: to DC where I'm from. Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna go play over here.
1: How funny would that be? That'd be so, awesome. that um, would be great. I my my guess is Williams ends up in Southern Cal. So where where would you say Dart ends up? Well, I hear Georgia's is willing to pay two million dollars for a quarterback. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, well, their their last USC transfer didn't work out too hot, so it did not. Might be might be kicking. Might not be, uh, I might not be knocking anybody's door down to, to take yeah. another one. So he is from uh, Utah. There is some. Yeah, I have heard a couple people say that he might that. go to Utah or Utah State. There's some outside hope that that BYU fans have that he's coming there. I don't see that. Yeah, I haven't heard that as much. I could see Utah, but I think Utah likes the quarterback situation they have. Cam Rising has played well for them, Um, although, albeit he has been hurt a lot. Um, So I'm not sure. Um, Ole Miss is in search of a new quarterback after Matt Corral moves on here. So um, maybe that's that's a place he ends up. And then his um his quarterback coach and offense coordinator was uh Graham Harrell, who is found a landing spot at West Virginia. Yeah. So maybe he ends up at West Virginia. Um I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Um, but I like Dart. I think he's going to be a good player. I think I would have probably kept Dart and raw, you know, rubbed that out. I mean, especially with the twenty twenty three kids dart? you have coming in. I don't know what you got to do to keep him, but that's not the way, man. You know, I would I would, have I tried him out for the year, seen how yeah. it goes, and then you have the 2023 20, 20, number one quarterback or whatever it is coming in. So um,
0: if it doesn't work out, you can. You got you your know. next guy. No one's expecting you to go in and compete right. for a national championship this year. Although, let's face it, they're yeah. probably going to come and compete for a Pac-12 championship because the Pac-12 can... is trash. True. True trash, so we'll kid. What... We'll
1: see where Dart goes. Um, there has been a new report, which I'm guessing is just trying to get a pay raise, but there are some, some multiple reports that Lane Kiffin and the Minnesota Vikings have mutual interest.
0: Mm, interesting. So that could, uh could be, I, thought I figured it was, was going to be that, Mike Gundy somewhere.
1: I thought it's been weird that they struggled in the recruiting class out of the gate and that they've not had a transfer quarterback in Lane Kiffin system. But yeah. Um, Maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe he's uh, maybe his maybe heart's looking elsewhere. Um, <clears throat> real quick, you mentioned NFL playoffs start this weekend. We have Super Wild Card Weekend um, with matchups between on uh, Saturday, January fifteenth at four thirty. We get the Raiders at the Bengals. Raiders Chargers had a fantastic end to the regular season on Sunday Night at Football. My Chargers came up just short and a heartbreaker. In um, a game that they could have tied, and I think they were ready to tie, um, if they had tied both Would the tie the have
0: changed the playoff seating at all or set yes. at all?
1: Yes, the tie would have put the Chargers in and the Steelers out, and it would have affected who played who, because I think the Chargers would have finished ahead of the
0: Raiders. Um, so since the Raiders ended by winning, now the Steelers also get a go, which means Ben gets one yes. more run in the playoffs. And Correct, yes, yes, yes. Okay. You no, know, um, Ben. You said this earlier. I don't remember if it was pre-show or I think it was pre-show. Ben Roethlisberger likely retiring after this year. Mm-hmm. Do you know he will finish his career never having a losing record in the NFL?
1: Yes. Uh, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record in the NFL. Yeah, as a head coach, which is really impressive. Um, because there's been years that he's been banged up. Yeah. So, um, which is weird. You some... Don't think of coaches getting banged up, but. <laughs> um. Wild card Saturday night, eight fifteen New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills for round three. Yeah, I'm really excited um, to see suddenly. Tom
0: Brady in that matchup. Uh oh, wait.
1: <laughs> Sunday, Eagles at Tampa, probably the most lackluster of the games. San Fran goes to Dallas at 4-30. Sunday night football, Pittsburgh at Kansas City, no one cares. Then on Monday night football, you get the Cardinals at the Rams in another round three. So Some rematches from regular season games um, going on here. But some good matchups. Um, you know, I- I'm not sure. We we don't have college games to pick and you probably don't know a whole lot about these teams, but I don't, but um, you know, as we move they-
0: into the off season here of the college football season, it is officially over. Uh, the sports corner is going to continue to exist. In previous years, we've yeah. taken the off season off to recharge our batteries and to generate more content. Yeah, we might be willing to take a few more. But we're going to roll through, and so that's going to mean now, through the end of the NFL season, we'll do a lot more covering of the NFL, maybe be able to bring in some different guests that know more about the NFL than I do, certainly. Yeah. Um, talk about that, get us ready for that. Once the NFL season's over, we will, of course, touch on any highlights of major sporting events going on, but I think we'll you know, really look at the finalizations of some signing days for college game, any last-minute coaching changes, things like that that are going on. Um and then, you know, really start gearing up for the next season. Do a lot of uh yeah. preseason rankings and some um Yeah, you know, I think we'll spend more time on and, some on some conferences and maybe
1: do our conference realignment stuff. So stay tuned for all that. But I'm gonna make you pick games real quick. All right. Las Vegas ten and seven at Cincinnati Bengals, also ten and seven.
0: Yeah, Bengals all the way, no doubt. Burroughs got all those. right.
1: Patriots ten and seven at the eleven and six Buffalo
0: Bills. Buffalo Bills are going to come up just a little bit short. Patriots and their experience here takes it away.
1: Billy Belichick. Eagles nine and eight go to Tampa,
0: thirteen and four. Uh this is an interesting one. I know he's not been great throughout the entire year here, but Philadelphia has been playing well. Their quarterback uh, has been playing okay, but Tom Brady is just having himself an MVP caliber season. If he doesn't win it, the award is rigged. Uh, mm-hmm. See him in playoff games is just a different thing. I think Tampa Bay wins this matchup.
1: Yeah, Tampa, or Brady's best chance at losing is early. So I think... It's true. um. I think Tampa has too much talent to lose to to Philly here. Um, but this could be the one that gets him. I think if he wins this, you can pretty well chalk it's him in the bowl game. It is at Tampa. It's at 1 o'clock, so it's going to be nice weather. it would be nice and warm. No real weather to worry about unless the storm comes through. True. Um, I think Tampa wins. I haven't picked these, I guess. Uh, give me Tampa. Give me Josh Allen and the Bills to make okay. a nice little run in the playoffs. And then give me old Joey B and uh, and that offense that seems yep. to be clicking on all cylinders lately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, wild card Sunday four thirty San Fran ten and seven going on the road to Jerry World to play them
0: boys. Boy, am I picking uh, Doctor Disrespect San Francisco or Tim the Tap Man's Cowboys? Yeah. Um, interesting matchup here. Neither team I think is poised for a deep run in the playoffs. Um, so this one's just kind of like a man get to who you lose to next. I'll mm-hmm. say, give me the boys, just because I grew up in Oklahoma and they were the closest NFL team that I cared about. This will be interesting. I think this could
1: be one of the more fun games if you're watching, as far as uh, competitive games. Um, the matchup on paper doesn't seem great, but I think it I think it'll be close. Um, and give me uh, San Fran to one out here. Okay. Um, you know, the Cowboys are just great in the playoffs every year, so. Why should I not? Why should I not trust them? Right. True. Pittsburgh nine seven one, at the Kansas City Chiefs, who um, unfortunately only managed the two seed because of our local Tennessee Titans um, yeah. pulling out the one seed. So I
0: think um, the smart bet is you know on uh, the Chiefs. I think that Patrick Mahomes, although struggled at points this year. Uh, is just an elite quarterback, and I think that this team, this Chiefs team, could be poised for another playoff run. Uh, maybe not to win it this year, but I think they're poised for another deep run in the playoffs. With that said, my heart is going to say, let's ride Big Ben just like he... Oh, never mind, that's that's a dark turn. <laughs> let's, uh, let's see, you know, the story of Big Ben going out here as he's retiring this year. I think he's going to leave it all out there, so, you know, the... The feel-good story that we make a movie that's got some controversy in about 15 years says that Pittsburgh wins and makes a little bit of run, but I think the safer bet is probably the Chiefs win.
1: Chiefs have gotten better as the
0: season's gone on. Mm.
1: They stumbled a little bit maybe toward the end here, but they they have the better quarterback. They have the better offensive threats. They have the better defense, and they're at home. So it's hard to pick against all of those yeah. those odds there. So Kansas City in a night environment should be nice and loud. Uh, give me Kansas City and a pretty big win. Then the final game, the Monday night. First time ever we have a wild card on a Monday night. Wow. Uh, we have the Arizona Cardinals going to the Rams, who have struggled a bit. Cardinals 11 and 6, the Rams 12 and 5. You get McVeigh against Kingsbury, two coaches that likes to
0: prove they're the smartest people in the room. I think we'll get a lot of weird stuff going on. Hey, you like well, that? You said that the Cowboys 49ers matchup was going to be one of the more entertaining to watch. This is actually one that I think could be a lot of fun to watch. I think you could see two high powered offenses really trying to sling it out and make some things happen. And, uh, you know, I think that I'm um, probably picking with my heart here a little bit, but I like Kyler Murray, and uh, I think I like the Cardinals win.
1: This will be fun. Uh, the Rams have not been great of late. They get Cam Akers back. He struggled in his first game coming back from a torn Achilles, but, I mean,. Dude tore his Achilles, so yep. can't really hold that against him. Yeah, um, come back
0: a little slow from that. <laughs> so,
1: I think this will be fun. Um, I think McVeigh is a better coach than Kingsbury. Um, I think that Stafford, to cement his legacy as one of the um, great quarterbacks in NFL history, would like to uh, make a run, get to that Super Bowl game after years of being locked away in Detroit. So, Give me yep. the Rams here and their okay. first of of a few wins here. All right, they have swing it. Swing at all, according to you. So all of you folks that bet, go ahead and uh, fade
0: Oof. us really hard, and because I'm sure we are. Here's the thing: if you go over. bet on anything that I said on this, and you win, I get a percentage of it straight towards the adoption that's fund. I'm a good not, man.
1: That's not how that works. Nah,
0: that's how it works. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, again, um, thank you guys for listening. See if you got any last words here. Uh, we did a Mount Rushmore. Oh, I mean, did we have one for tonight?
1: Um, uh, Mount Rushmore of NFL um, uh, mascots.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our Mount Rushmore segment. That's right. We're going to break down our Mount Rushmore of something or another. I think he said something about NFL mascots. I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, well, you know, the
1: the Washington football team is changing their name. They are. February 2nd. So we have a couple weeks still. It's been leaked everywhere of what it's going to be. The leading theory is it is the Washington Admirals, um, which, of course, Washington would pick one of the worst possible names Mm. they have so sure um give me your top four mascots not as in the actual mascot but as in like you know what you what you like as far as maybe the logo or whatever it might be
0: yeah for sure i'm is this nfl yeah all right well of course the browns have to be up there Ah, uh, that's oh, just a great man. logo, and all right, we can cut it here if that's how it going be. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I don't know. Like you, literally just tossed this, top tossed this to me. So give me a second to think here. Give me, give me okay, yours. I'll go ahead. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. I'm gonna go more. Um, I'm actually,
1: I'm gonna go based on mascot with the helmet. Okay, so, that's kind um, of what
0: I was thinking too. So,
1: um, so with that in mind, number one for me is the Bengals. I've always loved the Bengals helmet. Just that B on loved- it.
0: Or just no, that you're talking man.
1: about the actual helmet itself. The helmet. The helmet. Okay. The actual okay. helmet. So All right. with the Bengals comes the 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 tiger striped helmet. I think that's a really good looking uh really good look for them. So I really like that. Have you seen um, their alternate ones? I like that black one with the orange stripes. Um are tigers orange with black stripes or black with orange stripes?
0: I'm just saying, have you seen that alternate helmet that's more black than orange? Okay. Uh, no. Okay. I haven't.
1: Um, Number two for me is the eagles. I like the wings on the front. I think the wings are a good look. Um, Number three, we'll go with the rams. There's a a theme here as far as helmets having a good look. I like the ram look. And -hmm. then number four, let's go with the... hmm. It'd be easy to pick the Vikings, I guess, right? Because the Vikings have the horns.
0: We'll go with those. Okay. Vikings, number four. All right. Okay. All right, Bert. That's very good. Um, okay. So uh, I'm going more just based off the logo itself as opposed to the helmet because I probably couldn't tell you what all their helmets look like. So here we go. Uh, for me, I have always been a fan of just that Charger lightning bolt. I like the color scheme, I like its simplicity. Your yeah, um, Chargers
1: logo is great. The new Chargers yeah. jerseys
0: are great. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that a lot. Um, I like uh, the. Of course, just the majestic red color of the Cardinal. I like that. It's okay. simple. It's not overdone. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. the Dolphins. It just here's the, the thing.
1: Here's
0: better. the thing. Here here's mm-hmm. here's the thing about the dolphin logo. Yeah. You got you it's got the bear you got the bears. You got the lions. You got the jaguars. You got it's the true. Buccaneers. You got the Vikings. And you got the Dolphins. That's you know true. the thing about dolphins? They'll help you. They'll get you home. But I've heard that dolphins, they will kill you if they need to. Maybe and we'll so. talk about how they do that off air because this is a family-friendly podcast. Not not pretty, huh? It's not pretty. So okay. they're a little bit ferocious. Yeah. Um, and then have I given three? I, I yeah. uh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I might get canceled for this one. I don't know if I should say this. I've always liked that traditional Kansas City, the Arrowhead logo.
1: Yeah, it's, it's I like blood. that. Yeah. KC in it. Yeah, I like yeah, it. I like
0: that. That was always a favorite of mine. I don't like, I'll tell you what I don't like. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the Jaguars or the Panthers, that just generic, like, cat mouth open, um, like it's roaring and everything. The
1: Panthers are the Jaguars is, is terrible. The new, yeah. new tone, um, it was worse a few years
0: ago. Yeah, um, I'm looking they, at more of the traditional to, ones. I mean, yeah, the, the list the, I was still looking at still had the Washington football team's previous you, do you remember Road the line. black and
1: gold two tone nonsense that the Jaguars trotted out a few years ago? I don't. So, it was awful. Here is the thing: the Jaguars' best color is the teal color, and they just yeah. keep like putting it in as small of an area as possible. And I don't understand right, why. Right. Um, Green
0: Bay is just a, that classic G. It's so recognizable. Same thing with this the Cowboy star. It's just so recognizable that it it gets some honorable mentions. An honorable
1: mention for me would be the Broncos' throwback. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that one, but go ahead and give that a look. I'll need to. It Ronto. is um, it's the blue with the with the big the big Dallas D. Is with throwback the, the is their helmet. The whole jersey is the look, throwback but jersey, uh, but okay. the helmet helmet looks good. Um, oh yeah, it's the blue with the
0: huge D on it.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, way better. You, know, you cool. would like that. <laughs> but the orange jersey with it looks good. The throwback yeah. Buccaneers is also good. Okay,
0: so we can assume throwbacks apparently cool.
1: I, that's that's why they're honorable mentions. But the okay. Buccaneer with the with the sword in his mouth—that was a good yeah. look. Better than the the flag with the crossbones, I think. I so. agree. I agree.
0: Yeah, that I, I actually 100 agree with that. That whole the pirate face with the, the thing in his mouth—that that's pretty legit. I like that.
1: And the the cream sickles he used to wear. Yeah. Yep. Um, we can do worst maybe next week. No, probably okay. not. The Brown, oh, Browns yeah. is awful. Uh, we'll just talk about it. Browns is bad. Bears is not that good. Steelers. I don't get the one side thing on the Steelers helmets. Yeah, good and morning. again,
0: I just I'm not a fan of any of the cat ones. They're not good. The bird ones are a little better, but they're not much better. The Eagles, Seahawks
1: um, is okay. Eagles is good because of the, the wings. They don't have just the eagle. The eagle logo is not great. Yeah, that's the helmet. Helmet. I'm, I'm
0: again. I'm just going off logo. Okay. Seahawks yeah, yeah, logo yeah. is terrible. Yeah, it's um, awful. Just yeah. a weird mm-hmm. oblong. Yeah, the Jets all, logo of, of all of I, the bird ones. I think the Falcons is probably the best looking one because it's got at least a talent yeah. with it. The 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 Jets and Giants,
1: like the NY Giant, I just don't yeah, like, yeah. Give me more than that. And then the Jets, like, you don't have anything. Now, their new logo does have a Jet, but the old Jets logo, like. It was like just a football
0: with the word Jet on it. Yeah. yeah Good job, guys. Okay. Very, very creative. Someone got paid way too much money for that one. All right, Saints you anything is cool. else
1: for us? Saints is cool. Throw back, you know, an homage to uh, mm-hmm. Louisiana there.
0: I'm going to no, hit, I'm I'm hit our outro song, okay? Yeah, you should. You am putting a bow on this thing. You should um, right. watch the playoffs this weekend. It'll be fun. I work maybe on Sunday. I, I work. I work on Sundays. I don't get to.
1: I guess there's some at one on
0: o'clock. Set. Okay. Okay. You can watch that game. How, how many times have I gotten into that church at one o'clock because of your mom?
1: Well,
0: and that gave people to sit on a pew talking. Well, we could be sitting in a restaurant talking.
1: Don't blame me for that.
0: This has been episode 65 of the Sports Corner Podcast. We talked about the NCAA National Championship game. We talked about the NFL playoffs. We talked about other things that I probably can't remember and you don't care about. Until next time, be sure to follow us on Discord. Be sure to follow us on social media. Be sure to give us a like and review on your favorite podcast app. For Stephen, my name is Nick, and this has been another amazing episode of the Sports Corner Podcast.